Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, the official podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. I'm Peter McCulley. The Parksville Museum preserves and promotes the histories of Parksville, Arrington, Coombs, Hilliers, French Creek, and Nanoose Bay. With us today to talk about what's happening at the museum and some of the early families in Parksville is Museum President Mary Ellen Campbell. Happy to be here, Peter. Thank you for the invite. Oh, anytime. Thank you. I'll remind you of that. It has been a busy summer at the museum. We have had a fantastic summer. We hired three Dynamo staff who have been busy planning new activities, creating new relationships for us, certainly with the Seaside Cruisers, the PDQ Flyers, and of course, our Railroad Days has occurred again. So it's Mm -hmm. been a great summer. Okay. Did you see lots of visitors? Lots of visitors. As you can tell on the highway... The visitors are here happily, uh-huh. right? Yeah. If I was a visitor coming to the Parksville Museum, what would you anticipate they would be looking first and foremost at? I know you have a lot of different exhibits. Yeah, I think sometimes the events are what bring the visitors. They're driving by, they see the old cars, they might see the model flyers, the railroads. And then, of course, once they're there, they're absolutely delighted to see all the heritage buildings that they can go in. What I'm told is a bit unique about our museum is that we encourage people to touch things. So it's a a different (laughs) mindset. That is completely. Yeah, (laughs) from what we remember, right? That's right. Yardsticks. (laughs) Exactly. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) Let's talk about some of the early families in Parksville. Yes. I think that for anyone who has taken a few minutes to, you know, visit the Cenotaph downtown or attend maybe Remembrance Day ceremonies, that they would recognize many of the early family names that uh, have now been marked on streets or place names, buildings downtown, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I thought we'd start with actually uh, something geographical, which is uh, probably the oldest building in town, yes. which would be the Rod and Gun Club. Exactly. And who hasn't been to the Rod and Gun? And just before we start, Peter, I just want to offer just a bit of a disclaimer. Just by the youthfulness of this community, first settlers arriving, of course, in 1870, this is not an old area. So the people reading the paper and listening to this are the grandchildren of the people I'm going to talk about. And they know these stories far better than I know them. So any mistakes that I make are my own. You and I are both from the East Coast. We live by, or I certainly live by that, um, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> so that saying that, let's, let's get going. So John Hurst arrived by canoe in 1870 and established a farm along the Englishman River. And he brought his four sons, John Jr., Albert, Joseph, and Andrew, who subsequently had properties of their own. And John Jr. marries Ann Hurst. And they built a house on a trail through the bush that was later to become known as Pioneer Crescent in Parksville. They have six children, and I'll be talking about uh, their youngest child in a moment. In 1897, John Hurst Jr. passes away. So what becomes, Peter of his widow, Anne Hurst, with these six young children. What do you think she does? She goes into business for herself. She does. How did you know? I just, (laughs) I I have a lot of women in my life. (laughs) Oh, you got it. So she's a natural entrepreneur. So she goes on and completes building and managing the Rod and Gun Hotel. It had not been finished at that time. She goes ahead and does that. She also built Hurst Hall, which was the social center of Parksville, a tennis court. She establishes the first movie theater and donates land for the first permanent school. 
In addition to owning and managing the Rod and Gun Hotel for 35 years, she was Parksville's postmistress for 50 years from 1898 to 1948. Wow. I know. Amazing people. So you send us a photo of Ray Hurst in a pretty yes, fancy automobile. Exactly. Pre-First pre World War, I think. I think it is. And so Ray Hurst is the youngest of the six Hurst children. So I believe she would have been a year old when her father passed away. And she was born in 1896 and passed away in 2004. Wow. So she was one month short of celebrating her 108th birthday. And it seems the entrepreneurial spirit attributed to her mother was also within Ray Hurst. She brought the first car to the Parksville area. She won it at age 16 by selling newspaper subscriptions. You gotta like it, Peter, <laughs> right? And during the First World War, she worked at the post office within the Rod and Gun. And during the Second World War, she worked as a riveter at the Vancouver shipyards. Seems she was fond of clever sayings with one of her favorites, if you step in it, admit it. I think she might have been a force to reckon with. Uh, it sounds like it. Yeah. And been around a long time, exactly. too. Exactly. You mentioned that post office was at the Rod and Gun? Well, I always thought, much like today, there was probably one post office. But, of course, there couldn't have just been one post office because there were trails and the distance traveled. So there were, to my recollection, perhaps four post offices. And, Peter, I'm going to put you on the spot who do you think Parksville's named after? <laughs> well, you Poor put Peter. me on the spot. No time. <laughs> uh, absolutely no idea. Nelson Parks. And we attribute Nelson Parks as the first postmaster. And he had his post office along the Englishman River. And the story goes that he was having friends over one night. I like to think they were drinking scotch. They may or may not have been. And he said, why don't we call this lovely little community Parksville? And I guess because he was the host of the party, they mm -hmm. agreed. So we also know that Anne Hurst had a post office in the Rod and Gun, and there was also a post office out in French Creek. And it was the Lee family who moved here from Ireland that settled in French Creek, and they opened that post office. There's a couple unique things about that post office is that a steamer would go by with all of the goods in the mail, and the Lees would row out to the steamer, but when it was bad weather, they couldn't get their mail. So imagine on Christmas, there goes your Christmas presents by because they weren't able to deliver it. Right. And the Lees uh, had a beautiful home. I think it was called the Shamrock Cabin. It went on to become the French Creek Cabins, which we would know at the corner of Lee Road and Island Highway. Yes. And, of course, they're gone just within the past two years, and something exciting appears to be happening there. The best part about this story is Peter... Where's that French Creek Post Office now? It's at the Parksville Museum. It is at the Parksville Museum. This beautiful little log building was moved, and it's there, and it's staged perfectly. And, of course, you can come in and sit in the chair and experience. Even the seagulls are squawking when you walk in the door, Peter. <laughs> How's that for perfect? Sounds great. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. So you uh, encompassed quite a geographical area with the museum, and you also sent me a picture. It was quite intriguing. It shows me there's a Hollywood-Errington connection Imagine. of some sort or another. And why not? 
Why, why wouldn't there be? In the 20s and 30s, uh, Qualicum Beach was a very popular place exactly. for uh, Hollywood exactly. stars to come in summer exactly. and fish and all That's of that. right. Exactly. So we may think Chesapeake Shores is creating the fame for us. We've been there, Peter. We've done this before. So Mr. Drama Butler. So what is this Hollywood-Arrington connection? So in 1921, Harry Butler moves from England to Hollywood where his brother was involved in the film industry. Who does he meet there? Dorothy Price of Arrington. They marry. They move back to Arrington, and they start writing plays and producing plays and directing plays. And the very first pantomime that was directed by Mrs. Alice Braddock, written by Harry Butler, was Cinderella, with the funds raised to send scouts to Victoria to meet Lord Baden-Powell. Harry Butler created Echo Players, and what does Echo players stand for Arrington, Coombs, Hilliers, and others. Wow. I did not know you that. You see the stuff we learn, Peter? Yeah. All that... of, if you just hang out at that museum, <laughs> you'll be so good at trivia. That was, well, I'm good at trivia, <laughs> just, just not that trivia. <laughs> That's an idea for a game, Parksville yeah. Trivia. Yeah. Right? So a few other names that uh, folks will recognize. Uh, Shelley is one of them. Yes. Shelley Road, Shelley Fields. Shelley Creek. Shelley's everywhere. Mm-hmm. What's the story behind that? It talks about Fred Shelley. Anyone who knew Fred Shelley will speak of his exploits, how he used ingenious methods to raise money for the purchase of the community park, how he never did anything on a small scale. He was born in St. Catharines in 1884. While underage, he enlisted for the Boer War, but his mother was contacted and brought him home. Undaunted, later he ran away and he did serve in the army. And then he moved to Vancouver and became a baker. He married uh, Gertrude Thompson, a pastry cook, and their bread was delivered to Vancouver Island. So, of course, the Vancouver Island connection has been made. The Shelleys move here. They establish a farm, which we still know, on Shelley Road. They raise chickens, berries, everything. Fred Shelley was one of the key people who raised the money to buy the community park. And there speaks of vision, Peter. How much we enjoy that community park because of those people back in the day who said, let's put something aside. They could have put their beautiful house there. They did not. There it is for our enjoyment. Fred Shelley did something controversial, though. He charged an admission to go down there of 25 cents to raise the money for the community hall when it was down there. And that was very controversial. But it worked. And there's Fred Shelley with his name everywhere. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. So, Mary Ellen, you're a virtual fountain of information Thank about you. Parksville and uh, New Brunswick. And yes. Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island. You got it, Peter. Back to Parksville for yes. a second. Uh, in the museum, I've noticed that you have a book, a history of Parksville for yeah. sale. Right. And the book is Parksville and then some, and it's written by Marge Leffler, who is certainly one of the key players in creating the Parksville and District Historical Society. And the book is available for sale at the museum and, of course, at the bookstore in Parksville from Sea to Summit. Go in and see Christy there and pick up the book as well. So Marge Leffler writes in her book about her in-laws. She says... If you had lived in Winnipeg in 1912 and read a brochure printed 
by the Vancouver Fruitlands about Vancouver Island, extolling its mild winters and balmy summers and the merits of farming land with the option of eventually owning it, you might have been tempted to head west as Ernest Leffler was. But their initial year was discouraging to say the least. A terrible bushfire nearly wiped them out financially and their first winter saw three feet of snow. So much for the maximum 12 inches of snow promised in the brochure. The couple persevered and gradually became self-sufficient. In the late 1920s, Ernest Leffler went back to his original profession of accounting because farming didn't work. And he worked for Craig Reed, the Shady Russ Hotel, Corfield Garage, Parksville General Store, Fred Banks Garage, A.W. Ford Company and others. Those are all sort of big names in the pioneer community too. I'd like to remind folks that the old hard-bound copies of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News and some of its forerunners are uh, parked at the Parksville Museum. And if folks need to go down and research something, I think after the early 60s, right? Yes, and that's a treasure to have that. And people can certainly come in, make an appointment. The papers are there, anything that you want to look up. And it's so wonderful to be able to go back and to take a look through those papers. Absolutely. In fact... We have the first newspaper. Oh, is that right? Yes, we do. And the first newspaper of January 1914, it was published and edited by E.D. Thwaites, who moved to Parksville with his family in 1912, set up a real estate and insurance office. Thwaites was a born organizer and brought so much enthusiasm to his numerous undertakings that he inspired others. He chaired a multitude of committees, and it seemed he liked to have fun. He was, as I said, the editor and publisher of the paper. He wrote practically all the copy. Maybe that's what you do, Peter. No. Right? no. <laughs> and Peter, he even wrote letters to the editor. Yeah, that's Answer a no-no. An yeah. attempt to stir up controversy. Well, you could do that in those days. <laughs> You can't do that today. <laughs> so, yes, even that paper's there. So we have a treasure over at the museum. As always, thank you for bringing your energy. And we'll have you back again to talk about some more of the early families. Excellent. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Parksville Museum President Mary Ellen Campbell. That's this edition of PQB, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. So thanks for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we'd like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com.